Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to Space Trash Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. My name is Molly Molshine. I'm Sarah Armour. And we're here to bring you all the good news this week. We have so much to go through. We've got a new royal baby. We've got a JoJo overdose. We've got <laughs> Alec Baldwin. That is such a funny, I love JoJo overdose. When I read that in the doc this morning, I was like, wow, she's good. Wow, she's good. <laughs> I, I'm happy for JoJo. We'll get into it. We've got Alec and Hilaria's parenting podcast. We've got a real-life Illuminati meeting. We've got some Trump conspiracy theories. And then we're going to talk about the mayor of Easttown ending. Uh, and yes, I'm so glad you watched. We can finally discuss. Yeah, I have so much to say about the classism inherent in this production. No, I have been waiting for you. Because remember when you were here, I was like, have you been watching? And you were like, no, I'm so glad that you had this like forced quarantine to catch up because I'm dying to talk about this with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. We'll get to it. Okay, so this baby, Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. She was born on June 4th, 1140 a.m., Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital, California, which is a really cute hospital. What do you think about the name before we get into her birth chart? Well, so I want everybody listening to know that I am not as up on the royals as my dear co-host Molly is. So my first thought was, oh, that's cute. They named her Lil Di. Like, she's just Lil Di, and, you know, they're just trying to um, take the name and, and say, you know, we're, you know, Diana in the house. She's Lil and she's back, you know. Um, but then <laughs> you told me that, wait, so say it again. What is William's daughter's name? William's daughter's name is Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. Okay, so, and then, and then this, Arch, this baby is? Is effectively Elizabeth Diana. But so in, it's basically the same name, except that they used a quote-unquote nickname for Elizabeth yes. instead of Elizabeth. Right. And so the thing that, <laughs> the thing that's interesting about this is the name Lilibet was a name that no one else called the queen. They, everyone who called the queen that is dead now. Like, and Prince Philip was the last one. No one else was close enough to her to use that nickname. So of course, some of Meghan and Harry's detractors are saying, you know, they're taking something that is so intensely personal and now it's gonna be on the top 20 US baby name lists for the next 10 years, which is very <laughs> true. It's gonna start a trend. I like it. I mean, I gotta say my grandmother is Barbara, but everybody calls calls her Babs. And if I ever were to have a child when she, if she's no longer here and I have a child, Jews don't name people after people who are still alive. It's bad luck. But once oh. somebody croaks, 
they're, it's fair game. But I always felt like if I did have a daughter and I was going to name her after anybody, it would be my grandmother, but it would be Babs. Look so what can you tell us about Lilibet Diana's? So, and it sounds like a little bit Diana. It's, it really, so I, and just as a, someone who. A little bit Diana. Little yeah, bit she's, Diana. That's hilarious. She's a little bit Diana and she, but she lives in California. Oh, what a great song that would be. Little bit. Diana in California. I don't know. That was a riff. I mean, I'm not a musician, but you could take it if you're listening. Yeah, it would be like a really cute little like modern day Beach Boys song. But so I I feel like Little Bit Diana (laughs) is the queen's name. They are very much saying uh, we are still part of the royal family. Make no mistake about it. And yes, they are. Yeah. And actually, I think they kind of are. It's weird to have it. It, it seems like, I'll say, it seems like this is a little bit of a, a competitive move with our boy Willie. Like, Harry's like, oh, they fucked up putting Charlotte first because now it's really our baby. It's like they like tried to like cut in line in terms of baby names, like, because Charlotte now is Charlotte, but she's still Elizabeth Diana. Right. But she's Charlotte. Whereas these, you know, these two are like, you know what, fuck it, we're cutting right to the chase and we're cutting Elizabeth into the nickname. We are so intimately close to this fit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a, it's such a, to me, it's such a competitive, I mean, the daughters essentially have the same name, except one doesn't have a first name that identifies her completely. And the Elizabeth part is just like nickname, but otherwise it's the same fucking name. It is the same name. And the thing is, we all knew they were not going to let her not have the middle name Diana. Like, there was no possible way that that wasn't going to happen. And the thing is, if you put Diana in but not the queen's name in, then that's, like, a major snub for right. the queen. I would guess that that's – if I was going to put money on it, I would have guessed that that's what they would have done. I'm, I'm surprised that they incorporated the queen. I Now, this is a hot take. I don't think they would have if they were still on the payroll. Right. Now they're they're trying to prove something. This is like a guilt, like a guilt name. Yeah, because look at the first kid, Archie Harrison. He has like Archie came from nowhere. It's adorable. It's a really well, but isn't Archibald something? It's not a, there aren't really any royals named Archibald, and his name's not Archibald. His name's Archie. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, yes. they didn't so they love nicknames. These they people, love nicknames as names. This is Megan Hare. And Archie and yeah. Lil. And Archie's middle name is Harrison, which is derived from Harry's son, which is like, okay, sure. Oh my God, that's like in, in, in um, what was that movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, where the big reveal is like Willis, Ben's son. The two, the two last names were Willis and Benson, and the big reveal is Will is Ben's son. <laughs> I don't remember that. I love that. Harry's son is like, oh my God, you guys. Yeah. Go so on the nose. Right. That's the thing. They All their names are very on the nose. But yeah. also, so are William and Kate's names because all of William and Kate's names are recycled royal names. They're all right. literally names that we've seen before 900 times. But and I feel like Kate walked, like, from birth, like, there's no, like, ve- like Megan of whatever. But, like, Catherine, if you are in the UK right. right now and you're trying to figure out what to name your child so that she has a shot at being in that queen chair someday, Catherine is such a safe bet. Right. And her sister's name is Philippa after Prince Philip. Like her whole family is like, they've they been- They stand the royals. They've been waiting for this moment. Exactly. Whoa. Like there are a million women with Elizabeth as a middle name on Kate's side of the family too, because like they've been waiting for this moment. So 
the names on the names of all of like William and Kate's kids, they apply to both sides of the family because Kate's family is so like basic British upper crusty. I actually was going to ask that. I'm sorry if this is taking too much time. What is Kate's? Like, was Kate a Diana type in that she's like, what, what, like, is she a normie or is she part of the like, the the system of royal in some way she's not an aristocrat she is a normie her like grandfather aristocrat, was a, that's the word yeah right her grandfather was like a coal miner she came from humble beginnings but her parents became loaded through oh. a party planning company oh i love that they became like the party city of the uk and they started they got in on e-commerce really early their company was called party pieces and they became multimillionaires. they are loaded but at the same time when they first started dating the press would call her middle class middleton because middle class means something different here in the uk than it does in the u.s well what does it mean there that's so interesting i know it is so interesting to me here in the uk middle class means trying to be rich but in the u.s middle class like middle class is an insult here it's like because they have big time tall poppy syndrome big time crabs in a bucket syndrome culturally i have never what are how long have you been in the uk what are these phrases i've never these are american phrases i've never crabs in a bucket and tall poppy what what does that mean like what like they want to cut down the tallest poppy because they want all the poppies to be the same height and if one crab gets out of the bucket, all the other crabs pull it down. People don't oh. like it when you get above your station here. It's like, whoa, it insecure, really, insecure. It disturbs them. And that's why they, that's why everyone fucking hates me here because I'm really confident and I come across like I'm sure of myself and I speak right. my mind. And they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? So, like, they don't like that. So crazy. That's a big reason why things didn't work out with Megan because that's the way she is. And, like, we love that behavior in the US. We're yes, like, that, we, we raised her like, we raised both of you like that. We were doing right. like, girl power confidence stuff in the same week as the dare programs in public school like we were as women we were like go break the glass ceiling gals right but so that's why middle class here is an insult it's like oh that's so middle class like oh how middle class of you like oh my god so what do they even they don't even consider the like what about lower class they just like they're like put them in the working class they're like put them in the sewage and like we're not saving them if it's the titanic it's it's like the only i guess the only like safe place to be is working class in terms of people making fun of you but obviously rich mm. people will make fun of poor people too so that's a terrible point that doesn't make sense but do you know what i mean like in <laughs> yeah. the u.s you don't make fun of people for being middle class no middle class is like you hope you get there there's like all right. these articles i was reading one this morning that like uh it's like some i'm this is a, a lie statistic i want to say so the statistic is wrong but it's something like 80 percent of uh, millennials, which is our age, but now we're old. So 80% of millennials who are nearing 40, so like 39, 40, 41 age people have, uh, I think it's like 90% less wealth than their parents had at this age. We're dropping down a class. Yeah. We're going into like lower class or working class, but But see, I don't think that is, I don't think we're dropping down a class. I think we're seeing that the money systems are changing and that we didn't, our our generation didn't play the same game as our parents and their parents because it's just I think psychologically because we we thought we had more I had Mm -hmm. office jobs for like eight years I didn't want to leave that like I mean I didn't like it but like I had a paycheck you know yeah but even that like office job for eight years does not equal as much wealth as your parents had at this age maybe your parents or maybe my parents but like 
like, I think a lot of our parents are like, even like my dad, like the reason I even thought I had money for five minutes is because in the eighties, he was a trader on wall street. So he was like a part of the boom, the financial boom. And then we were like, Oh, we're millionaires. We have money. And then he kind of like worked from home and just like, you know, then we lost every penny. We lived above our means for 10 years. I have no bar mitzvah money left, LOL. But it's like, it was, but it, but it was, it was because like he got a gig that was in this like streamline of like, yes, everyone in America becomes millionaires. Everyone in America, like he just played the the American money game. Greed is good. Greed is good. Right. But here it's like, you're, they look at you sideways if you're trying to raise a, up a social, go up a social class. They're like, wow. what are you doing? Like, stay down here. What do you, what, what's up with you? You know, oh my like gosh. I told people that I, I told some guys that I've am working on this project with, and if they're listening to this, I'm, I, I'm not mad at you, Sam. But he, <laughs> he was she like, pissed. she pissed. We were talking about food and I was like, oh, I always get these little microwave lentil stews from M&S, which is Marks and Spencer. And Sam was like, wow, that's pretty middle class. Like, I don't know if I can afford that. And I was like, it costs three pounds. Like literally that's the level of like, of like class anxiety that there is in the- so It's actually cooler to be working class. It's like, yes. you're either working class there or rich. But if you're middle class, you're just like a YouTuber that's trying. Right, and also if you're a multimillionaire but you're not titled, they still consider you middle class. Oh my God. Like, Wait, titled meaning like royal? Like aristocrat. Like- if you're not old money, they consider you, like Kate Middleton's family, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They are so rich so, so, so rich, but they're still considered middle class. That is so, you know, because at the end of the day, like the Royals and parliament, like that's all that, that's the government there. Right. And like every, even like when we're talking about Fauci, which we'll do an expose on next episode, but it's like, we're, what we're really talking about is just like the government doing whatever they can to like, keep their money, like hold people in their place, like to make it faux pas, to like create a better life for you and your children than you had growing up to make that like, Ooh, you, you want to make more money. You want to, you want to live better than you have been is like so fucking insecure. Yeah. It's crazy. There's enough pie, everybody. There's enough pie. And there's actually more social mobility in the UK at this point than there is in the U S. But you're not allowed to like take credit for it. You have to be like humble about mobility, but humble about it. Yeah, exactly. So what can you tell us about Lilibet's chart? Okay. So Lilibet is a really interesting new addition to planet earth. I will tell you that right now. So she's a 29 degree Leo rising, which is fucking perfect. I'm so happy she's got Leo in her chart. Well, and it's interesting because like her whole 12th house, like the, the subconscious, like, you know, the, the depth of her lineage is Leo kind of in that subconscious like dream space space right but she's a 29 of the jungle but so she's a spiritual queen she's a spiritual queen so 29 degree leo rising means that she's like she slipped in at like the last of the royal degrees right like or or there's a lot of royal degrees and she actually has other royal degrees in her chart but it's like 29 like if leo is like the most regal like majestic like I, like it, if any sign wants to be 
one of the royals, it is the Leos. The Leos are like, I'm king, I'm queen, I'm, you know, that's like the archetype, right? So she slipped in as a 29 degree Leo rising where she was like, you can't, I don't care if I'm born in the US and I don't care if my name was Cassandra, I'm your queen, bitch. I got that little baby queen energy. I love Mm -hmm. that for her. Do you know what? And I love that for her as well. But one thing I don't love is something I'm seeing now. I'm in a lot of um, like royal Facebook groups and stuff because I am a loser. And <laughs> one of the ones they were talking about like, oh my God, yes, how it's ex- your job, Molly. You're not a loser. You are a US, you're an us weekly correspondent and this is your work. You're right. You're right. So and- there was this one where they were talking about like, isn't it exciting? She's eligible to run for president. And they put a picture of George the third from how Hamilton being like, you'll be back. And they oh were like, God. LOL. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing, we're not taking a British princess and <laughs> fucking making her president. Like we fought a war over this. We're not doing this. But also at the same time, it's better than another reality star, unless Kim Kardashian, that would be, she would be probably good. But like, I would it, love a Kim K presidency. I'm just I'm like, guys, we are not fantasizing about a member of the British royal family becoming president. Like, that is so weird. Well, it's it's weird, but it's, but it's I kind happen. of, well, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but here's what I'll say. Okay, so baby Lilibet was born under some really intense transits, right? So what we've all been feeling, like this past weekend, if you had a crunchy weekend and specifically with like family stuff coming up or like old trauma or old patterns from your childhood or just like that trigger that your parents started that that you're here to break, that is what came up this weekend. Because we have Mars, the planet of like aggression, fight, war, you know, turn on, fired up exactly opposite Pluto and Mars is in cancer mother Pluto is in Capricorn father so she was born with this a real power dynamic right so she was born with like her drive and her motivation and her like her sense of of like what gets her up in the morning is that at 25 degrees, like a very late degree of cancer in the 11th house, that's fame, public, internet, broadcast groups, right? So I do think on some level, she will grow in her life feeling the pressure of this family war that she was named for, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's, she's born in the middle of a straight up, never before seen family takedown. And from she within. is named for the two, like, it is the Elizabeths versus the Dianas right now. Like, make no mistake. It's like, yep. you're either with her or you're with her. And, like, Meghan and Harry have clearly put their flag in the land of Diana. But at the same time, they're, like, hedging their bets with Liz. Uh, I mean, that, that, is, that is a predicament for a little kid to be born in and named after. So she's a Gemini son in the 10th house, meaning that she will be a very public representative of two sides of the story. She also has her Stop Mercury. It. No, it's really, wow. really interesting. She has her Mercury, basically, it's right near her son, but it's it's retrograde. So her thought process, her communication style, it's going to be more reflective in general. And the North Node, you know, she's born during the eclipses. She's born between two eclipses. I know. So you've this- been telling me for weeks not to manifest anything right now. No, and- do not. 
These two manifested a friggin' baby. So what are the ramifications of that? Here's the thing. They didn't manifest. Well, they didn't, they didn't say like, okay, between these two eclipses, let's create a baby. Actually, this has been a, this is more a time when manifestations that we have been like kind of working towards come to fruition. Like eclipses are about fate, right? And I want to say for anybody listening, it's almost impossible to ever stop manifesting. Okay. Every thought you think is a manifestation, but between eclipses is not a time to start new projects or make any rash decisions. But when like a baby, for example, is born on this highly auspicious, you know, in between eclipses moment, I think she is carrying heavy karma. She is carrying a a certain weight that moving forward, we're going to see play out. And like 18 years from now, eclipse cycles are eight, you know, every 18 years, the eclipse cycle returns like nine years from now, she'll have a, she'll have an opposition, you know? And so we'll see where, you know, she's sort of trying to, you know, struggle against where she's from versus who she really is. But in 18 years, we're going to see a payoff. There's going to be like a, there's going to be a moment where like, oh, she now is aligned and like her fate is clear. To give you an example, Donald Trump was also born during a eclipse, right? Now he's even more intense because his son- And he's also a Gemini. So he's born in this same eclipse series, okay? So Donald Trump is a sun, moon, Mercury, and North Node in Gemini as well. His South Node and his moon are together in Sagittarius. So he really is- karmically an eclipse boy because he was actually born during the eclipse right so she's born between eclipses so the vibration is a little bit different but she really is here this is a karmic i mean if you i mean i would like to see diana's chart i actually don't know it well enough but do you remember what diana's chart was i know she's a cancer sign it would be interesting to to do the the synastry between this chart and diana's chart because I feel like she is carrying, this baby is carrying heavy karmic fate to be a public something, whatever that might be, but it's the other side of the story. In a way, I kind of could see her running for president because the other thing about this chart that's, that's pretty, I mean, there's a few things about this chart that are really interesting, but, you know, she has all that Gemini with the North Node in the 10th house, that's career, that's public I think she's going to be, I mean, she is already famous, right? Yeah. Somebody start her Instagram before some, you know, buy the domain, okay? It's, it's her. What's also interesting is that her, I mean, her midheaven, meaning her legacy is at 26 degrees, um, 26 degrees Taurus, which, you know, Taurus is the Pleiades, like at the end of Taurus, the beginning of Gemini, that's the Pleiades. That's sort of like the royal star seed marking. And so a lot of times when you see people that have heavy Taurus in their chart, you included, you know, but especially at the late degrees, no offense, but especially if you have a later degree Taurus, anything, there is a alien royalty in your blood. That's like Pleiadian star seed DNA. And she has Lilith, the asteroid of fuck you systems, righteous a rage anger sexuality exactly conjunct meaning the exact same place on her midheaven so we're gonna this child is going to be really interesting to watch because her public persona is lillian in lil lil (gasps) she is lil oh my god she's lil and she's lilith 
She's Lil and she's Lilith. It's not, they're, you're, they're saying it's Lizbeth or whatever. No, it's Lilith, Diana. And so I would not be surprised if she came back. Oh my being God. A real, a real fucking thorn in the royals, the, the royals that are still royals side. Now, the other crazy thing is that she has her moon exactly oh, yeah. to the degree. The moon. Her moon is exactly conjunct your boy Chiron. And it's in Aries in the eighth house. What does this mean? I know you said keep it keep it basic, but for the rest of it will be basic. But this is the rest of it will be basic. This is the deep dive because if you guys want more info, I will do classes or something. But this is really interesting. This is just for my and this and this has socio political ramifications. So we need to do it. Literally does. Yeah, literally. Okay. So ready for this? Her moon is exactly conjunct Chiron. What is Chiron? That ancient wound that like feels like it can never be healed. That it's like, it is the most painful point in your chart. But then, especially as you age and as your Saturn returns, it becomes your superpower, right? Now, eighth house is all about, you and I both have a lot of eighth house. Eighth house is about um, things we keep secret or things that we carry shame about or things that we feel you know, a lot of times it's inherited issues. It's issues that we inherit from our lineage that then we we have to work with. And oftentimes we do it in a, in a maybe like a sneaky way. It's a very powerful placement, but it means that you are doing things uh, in, a, in response to, and perhaps in secret to the people that created you and the world around you. So like, to me, her emotions and her wound in Aries, she is kind of, I, I don't know, I, if she ran for president, it would make sense to me only because this is a chart, this is sort of like a righteous, a righteous indignant chart. Like it's the chart mm -hmm. of someone who, on the one hand, she's going to be funny as shit. She's going to be cool to hang out with. Like she's going to be a cool, as far as like royal children go, she's probably going to be the coolest, but she is, she has pain up her sleeve, inherited. They named her for it right? Mm -hmm. So she's like carrying this pain of her grandmother's story in her heart. And she's back to, to basically leverage this name and this power and this dynasty, this, this lineage that she comes from to actually, I, th I think, get her power back, you know, in a very primal, uh, intuitive, impulsive way. So I think we could see a couple year, a couple teenage years where she gets in a lot of trouble, not too much trouble, like Obama level trouble, though we yeah. still forgive her. And if she ran for president or if she some or if she randomly decided to like reincorporate into the royal family somehow, or I don't know. I think that she is is a not a troublemaker, but I think that she is gonna take her story. I think it's gonna hurt her deeply in a way that does does but does like all of our grandparents pain hurts us deeply right but like the grandparents and the great grandparents that that I didn't meet it's unconscious right so like I might be carrying their pain because they passed it on to my parents who passed it on to me and I don't really know this is a, a child that is super conscious of the pain of her lineage and the pain of the feminine line of where she comes from the moon represents your mother in the chart so so aside from Megan being the mother Eighth house is like kind of karmic lineage. So she is carrying, both Megan and Diana do have a similar story, which is that they were kind of chewed up and spit out yeah. by the royals. And so I think that, that this kid is going to do whatever she can 
subconsciously or consciously to get back. She's going to get back her parents' stat or her father's status. She's going to be that Diana, you know, kind of a replacement that I don't think that I don't think Charlotte ever could. You're saying that Lilibet has all of these aspects of her that she's sort of carrying Diana's legacy forward, which is crazy because she's also named for Diana. Would you say that Charlotte has the same thing, the the other little girl? Well, I would need to look at Charlotte's chart, but I do think that the fact that Charlotte is named for Diana, but still living in this monarchy and still a part of the, you know, the Buckingham Palace inner circle, I think it's a little bit um, weird and I don't think it's going to, it's a little bit like a a sham, right? Like if they want to keep the Diana lineage alive at Buckingham Palace, then like it's not really a good omen. I mean, Diana had a pretty bad time there and her life ended drastically early, right? Right. Also check this out. Charlotte is named after Charles. Oh, really? Charles. So it's Charles, then Elizabeth, than Diana. It's like, in or, and in order for them to even get the Diana name in, they had to put Charles and Elizabeth first. Like they wouldn't have been able to put Diana in without those. Because if they left wow. out the Charles homage, then it's like, oh, you're choosing Diana over Charles. So I think Lilibet is here for vengeance. I think she came through in eclipses in a faded karmic way with the North Node on her son, because we are meant, when you have the North Node on your son, we're meant, like even Trump with his North Node on his son, whether we like him or not, we gotta watch him. We Mm -hmm. can't take our eyes off him. You know who else has a North Node son conjunction? Todd, Molly Gaby from the Moon Yule. Oh my God. What a good example, where it's like, no matter what they do, you just are like, you're doing something forward and like, we've gotta keep our eyes on you. We can't stop watching you right so that's what Lilibet Diana has that Charlotte Elizabeth Diana doesn't have you know I think I think that's good that Charlotte doesn't have it because Charlotte is you know destined to play a minor role in the family so I mean I think it would be a source of a lot of tension if she did have that North Node son and I think Charlotte's gonna be fine with that I think Charlotte's really that's her role she'll be like whatever I just have uh, let me have this cushy life I'm good I think Lilibet is like here to fight. And as she gets older, we are going to see her. It's almost like, I feel like on some level, this media company that Harry and Meghan are starting, it's it's almost so that like once Lilibet gets of age, she can Willow Smith them and be like, I got it from here, you guys. Like I'm obviously more talented and cooler. Thanks for setting me up with this like mediocre media company or whatever it is and being who you are and getting me here. I will take it from here and I will rock out on all of our past and I will make it worth it. Cool. Well, I'm very excited to see what happens. Yeah. I love that she's Lilith, Lilith Diana. I very think we should call her Lilith from now on. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Jojo Siwa, there was, she was having a pride party and someone overdosed. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, yes. this is not funny, but no. uh, it's fun. I it's think it's, it's not, well, okay, let's, let's first just clear it up. The He's guy fine. Who overdosed, the guy is fine. He's first. fine. Okay, so we can, if he died, we might not even be talking about it. Oh, if he died, we wouldn't be talking about we it. We wouldn't be he, talking, so we are not that little, tacky. Yeah, he took a little too much acid. He's 30 years old. He's going to be fine. Right. 
But I have to say, when I saw this news, I was just thrilled for JoJo. I was thrilled for JoJo. I mean, I feel like she, you know, whenever you see child stars, you know, they're pushed into the spotlight so young. She's a real talent. I mean, this bitch can dance. You know, she's really cool. And then she had this big year where she actually came out. We're not shocked. I don't know why she's not coming out of that that side ponytail bow thing. That's got right. to come out. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I bring it up every time, but it, it, the hair bothers me so much. But aside from that, I feel like her life is sort of like just beginning. And it's like, yes. she's gay. She's with her girlfriend, Kylie. She's having fun. Then the one party she ever has, it's a pride party. And then someone's ODing. It's like, you know, that not that she wanted a, you know, an OD to happen at her party, but I do think it solidifies her as a major fun ass bitch in Hollywood in a way that maybe never would have existed before. Also interesting. I'm looking at her chart. You want to know who else is a, uh, is an eclipse baby? Jojo. Is she? How interesting. As we get ready for this eclipse on Thursday, first story is about an eclipse baby. Second story is about an, and, and, uh, Jojo was born on the exact eclipse. Her, the North Node is at 29 degrees Taurus, and the Sun is at 28 degrees Taurus. So she is both Lilith. I mean, both Lilibet, Lilibet Diana. I know it's and such Jojo, a mouthful, Lilibet. Both Lilibet and Jojo. We've got to keep our eyes on them from now moving forward because they are both carrying heavy fate in their charts. They are meant to be leaders for us moving forward maybe we should all get a side ponytail and ruin our hairlines perhaps i'm i'm maybe i'm just the dinosaur here yeah i i love jojo siwa i used to be very perplexed by her because i was very freaked out because she was like you know she was in her later teen years and she was still acting like she was seven years old she first came onto my radar when she had that little collab with northwest who i'm also yes. a huge fan of and huge fan, huge fan of north also probably carrying some kind of cool karmic shit. But so I was freaked out by Jojo. Yeah, I was freaked out by Jojo because I was like, what? This is weird. She's too old to act like this. I get it. Like, make your money. But what the hell is going on? Now that she's come out, now that she's having this big pride party, now that she's got a public relationship, she's growing up. She's coming into the next phase of her celebrity uh, and I think it's really fun and great. And I think I think there is also, I mean, how funny that she was already like the rainbow girl and like now she's gay and like she can, she can make rainbows her brand in a different kind of cooler way. So well, that's where it's like, she's got, I mean, she has a huge amount of planets in Taurus, which on some level, it's like, we think she's moving. Like, okay, for example, why is her hairstyle still the same as when she was seven? Because Tarns do not want to change. Tarns do not want to, if you tell a Taurus to do something, they're going to do the exact opposite. So everybody in her corner is like, Jojo, the hair. And then she's like, I do it my way, right? That being said, you know, she has her Venus, her Lilith, her Mercury, her sun, and the North Node all in Taurus in her chart. So it's almost like, from a faded perspective, she's kind of like, she's like an embodiment of new earth. And that rainbow being her brand from the beginning, it's like on an intuitive level, like nobody knew there, it wasn't a conscious thought, but they were like, no, this is, she is like, she's pride from day one, whether she was gay yeah. or not, she is like pride of new earth. And, and I feel like it just is like, honestly, it's like an argument for subconscious psychic you know, movement in the right, right direction. It's like, no, the rainbows is such a beautiful coincidence. I, I love that for fate. 
And also something cool about her is she's a totally new type of star who is not beholden to the old forms whatsoever. She is probably the biggest like former child star right now, I would say. She's got a huge uh, following and none of it is with a movie studio or a TV network. It's, it's beholden to social media. But the thing about social media is if you get beef with one platform and she's not going to get kicked off. She's not Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? She's not doing anything controversial. So she, right. Yet. I mean, that would be fun. I don't think she will be though. She's a real, I mean, her chart's actually similar to yours. She's opposite you. Her moon's in Capricorn. Oh, wow. Is she, is she just like a lover? She's not going to do controversial stuff? Because she's the opposite. Well, I think she's going to do a lot of, I don't think she's going to do a lot of controversial stuff. I do think she, it could get controversial. Like, I think if it came out that low-key, these pride parties were happening all the time and it's actually like a... She could be Marianne from True Blood. Like, she's just yeah, Which is a maynad, which is the bull, which is Taurus. She's gathering everyone together and she's just letting them rip. And, you know, exactly that right. guy might have OD'd a little bit. He's fine. But JoJo is not ODing because that's another thing about Taurus's member from my presentation mm-hmm. that I learned. Taurus's can kind of handle it. They don't really uh, go off the rails. So happy in to fact, see you. We Joe- actually encourage, we encourage Taurus's to crunk because yeah. the, the Taurus's that we found that were not crunk were actually like dictators, dictators and yeah. um, like evil, like agents of um, like societal harm. Yes. So, so every Taurus. Yeah, everyone with a lot of Taurus in their chart go, uh, you know, rip a shot. Party so on. Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin are starting a parenting podcast. Now, this is interesting because for several reasons. The first reason for me is that this is the first thing Hilaria has done since her uh, little Spanish escandal. She her, uh, hilarious, her hilarious expose of that she grew up in Boston, actually. Yeah, so that was... I mean, I love that. I think that's one of the funniest things to ever happen. It was so good, and it was the best timing. That should be taught in media studies courses because (laughs) it was the purgatory week between Christmas and New Year's, and it was in a pandemic. So there was nothing to fucking talk about, and all of a sudden it comes out that Hilaria Baldwin is Rachel Dolezaling her Spanish accent. Like right, we were dying kiss. for this. Whoever, how did it come out? Do you remember who who outed her? I think it was a TikTok person. It right? was a Twitter. It was a woman who uh, was on Twitter, <laughs> and it was crazy because this woman had had a lot of receipts and she had compiled all the evidence and she was, she was an anonymous Twitter user. She doesn't use a real name. She's got a great Twitter feed. She has a lot of followers. I still follow her and she put everything Maybe together. Maybe she'll do she, the pod. Maybe she'll do the pod. Oh my God, we should try. And she, she, she put it all together and she was like, when are we going to talk about the fact that Hilaria Baldwin has been faking a Spanish accent for 10 years. And then it turns out there, there were other people who had mentioned it on the internet before. If you looked in different like gossip pages and stuff, people would be like, I don't think the accent's real. And then everyone would be like, no, stop. But so then a bunch of awesome, a bunch of other people tried to take credit for the reporting, but it was this girl on Twitter. I'll try to find her name. But so, you know, I want to say if you girl on Twitter, if you want to come on and remain anonymous, you can just use a black screen in your Twitter handle. We can keep you anonymous, but we would love to hear from you. And we can use one of those voice changing apps, too. Yes. We will make it sound like you're like a smoker that's using that fucking box. She had to to go. (laughs) (laughs) She had to go quiet, quiet, private on 
uh, Twitter because people were being so mean. Do you the know Spanish were like, no, she is one of us. No, no the Spanish were like, not like, like that. She's some not Spanish. People, Spanish. Some pe- Spanish people weighed in um, and they were like, the name Hilaria is ridiculous. They were like, no one is named Hilaria. It's so funny that she picked that name because they were just like, it's such an old fashioned weird name that you just wouldn't have if you were her age. But so- Well, it's like, right, because her name's actually Hillary and she's from Needham. Right, exactly. (laughs) So the other funny thing about this is, so parenting podcast, they've got six kids, plus Alex got another one, Ireland. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he wants, you know, one of the biggest stories is that he called her a thoughtless little pig in a voicemail that got leaked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite dad rants that was captured. That was wild. So, so mean. So mean. So mean. So very mean. Yeah. Like, to get called a pig by your dad, like, s- sucks. I actually met Ireland once, and she's really oh fucking God. funny. She's funny and cool. Oh, I bet she's coolest. Those, those are two of the coolest parents you could possibly have. I mean, yeah. Kim Basinger and Alec, for whatever volatility exists, they're one of my favorite couples ever. I love them, and I love that they had a child. And, of course, she's cool and gorgeous and funny. She's so cool. You just wouldn't even know that she had, like, Hollywood actors for parents. She was so Yeah, that's how she comes across. She comes across as, like, very actually someone that you'd want to hang out with. Yeah, exactly. And I totally forgot. I interviewed Hilaria Baldwin for The Observer. You did not. You did not. When... Tell me everything. Did she have an accent? What, what what was? Oh my god! Can you send me a link? Is that still like viewable? I, so the the headline. Oh, you're famous. I'm not famous, unfortunately. I Yet. Just stalk famous people. So the, the headline was amazing. The headline was the thigh gap is dead, and it was all about this new trend in New York with upper crusty people of not wanting to be a size zero anymore and wanting to get fit. And Hilaria was one of the people I interviewed. And she was so fucking nice. Uh, she tweeted my story. She still follows oh. me on Twitter, which clearly she doesn't look at her Twitter because if she did, she would have unfollowed me. Maybe for now. she'll do our podcast. Oh my God, I would love that. And she was so nice. And like, I'm, I'm not saying she's not nice, but I'm also just like, it's so funny to have a fake Spanish accent. It's, it's just so, funny. It, it's, it's a very funny. I mean, I love that interview clip when it came out where she was like, it's a, you use, a, what is it called? A, how do you say in English? And it's like cucumbers. So cucumbers, cucumbers. It's like, yo, Hilaria. Hilarious performance. Also, Spanish for cucumber is concombre. It's like literally the same thing. She just like couldn't remember what a cucumber was called. It's like it was easier to pretend like you weren't having, like she was like either like stoned or her like like, took too many, uh, you know, mood stabilizers that day or something. And her actually, she was having a brain fart. Yeah, she's just short-circuited. Like, <laughs> all you have to do is say the Spanish word for cucumber in an American accent, and you basically have it. Like, there's and no- also, like, for you to know both, it, she has no excuse. Well, apparently her <laughs> Spanish is really good. I will- Well, she, they, you know, a lot of people in her family are there. Well, actually, no. A lot of people in her family aren't from Spain, actually. They moved to Spain moved in to retirement. Spain. Yeah. And then she, like, adopted that as her character- uh, in this life, and now all of her children have like Rafael, Alonso, Leo. All of the kids have like super Spanish names that you have to say in an accent. Like, it, like it's either mozzarella or mozzarella. Like yeah. all the kids are like Rafael. Like if you said any of the kids' names in an English accent, you'd be like, "Wow, you are ignorant." So it she's was- like actually baking 
Spanish accent into her family moving forward, even though it actually did not originate with her family of origin. That is so true that she's baking it in. What a great way to put it. She right? is she is inculcating the Spanishness. And yeah. it's as it's as if my sister started speaking with a British accent because I live in London. That's ex- right. And like name. I, I visited Molly. I visited, I visited Molly a couple of times and I felt that um uh really at home then and now I go there twice a year and I feel like it's you know it's I'm adopt I've adopted that's a horrible accent, but I've adopted it. <laughs> You know, it's confusing about the UK because there's actually different versions. It's like, I got to get more specific, yeah. you know? This yeah, it's really hard. There's so many like, different accents. Molly, since being with you there, I understand now that that's my home and I belong there. And so I will speak that way and let everyone know I'm from there because Sophie, on a soul level, that's where I'm from. That was closer. That was closer. Okay. That was like I a work on it. That was like a latter day Victoria Beckham sort of vibe, I would say. Right. Well, that's my, uh, there's Adele again. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so what do we think? What can you tell me? Can you tell me anything about their charts? Really oh, quick. Yeah. We don't want to spend too much time yeah, on yeah, their yeah. charts. Well, we- I mean, I do want to, I do want, I would be interested in your guesses only because like, I love when you just tell me your truth about what you feel about people. <laughs> okay, the only guess that I have about Alec is that he's got Aries in there somewhere because he is a chaos merchant. Mm-hmm. And then with Hilaria, I think she's got, some Leo somewhere because obviously she's got great hair and she (laughs) clearly wants to be in the spotlight. Like it is such a wild choice, like to start a podcast, not six months after you had this enormous scandal that was the top story on every website. Like just don't start the podcast. You're already rich as fuck. Like, yeah, but I think it's actually a a genius move because even if we all only listen to one episode, we all will listen to one episode just to hear how strong her fake accent is. Oh my God, you're right. I that think she actually exactly teed it. us up for this. Like, she's like, oh, you want to hear me speak? Okay, I'll speak it to you. And like, it would be so funny. Like, I feel like she could mess this up so bad. Like every other week she could have a different, but I was in España like a few weeks ago. And so now I am in Spanish again. And or- then she'll be like French next week. I just like, I, I, I can't wait till she's so comfortable on air that her boss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. An accent comes out. I was just going to say, would you die if she's like, Alec, uh, Alec, yeah. what are we doing about the kids? 
No, I literally think she's take the take the car, take the kids, park the car, get the kids, uh, having a good time, run them around, bring them back uh, by midnight, and you know then we're having uh, you know we're having grits for dinner. I don't know, grits is not the right thing, but we're, we're having steak and potatoes for dinner. We're having Dunkin' she, Donuts for dinner. We're do- we'll go and get go to Dunks, take the kids to Dunks. You know, I think yeah, party. We're gonna have a big party for the kids. Pour a Dunkachino on your cereal, Leo. Right. Right, exactly. Like, I, I want her to really show us her true colors now. Yeah. Okay, so did I get either of those right? And like... Okay, so you are getting so good, Molly. I My pride for you grows every episode. Alec is... Aries' son. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Aries' son. Now, he is interesting because he's a full moon baby. So he has a, a Libra moon which makes sense as to why he wants all the kids. Cause like he wants to be the like, you know, primal out there famous father. But at the end of the day, his heart is really in connection with others and family and, and kind of like him having a big family that he has to kind of balance out or in whatever way I think is his fantasy. I think he's, I think he's happy as a clam with her. And I think that, yeah, he's, she's giving him the, epic <laughs> to be an Aries son with all those kids but have your moon in in Libra like he needs someone exactly like her who's just going to actually handle the day-to-day with all those kids so that he can like say that he is the father and the I think he wants to do this podcast as much as she does because I think he wants to be known as that famous like father type and I also think he's doing recon for that horrible Ireland phone call yeah, and he also ha- already has a really good podcast with NPR. He's really good at it. Yeah, so, I mean, he's great. He's truly one of the greats. He's just such a good entertainer. What yeah. about Hilaria? And then we'll move on. Okay, so Hilaria, uh, woman after our own hearts, she's a Capricorn son. And she is oh, a, wow. She's a Capricorn son, and she's an Aquarius moon. So number one, when we're looking at someone who has this kind of like thirst for fame and thirst for, you know, she does really want it. She wants to be famous so bad. She wants, it's because her son and her moon are in these really advanced, you know, these are, that's the, that is the eldest earth sign. That is the eldest air sign. So in terms of her son, she just wants us to know that she has prestige. She has status. She is famous. She is ambitious. But that Aquarius moon, the reason that she, like, she was unscathed by the scandal. She doesn't really care what other people, as long as she stays famous, she's fine. She'll broadcast whatever, whenever. Aquarian moons, we've talked about this a lot. They're a little bit emotionally removed. And for Aquarians, any press is good press. She, Mm -hmm. She could even take credit for this scandal in a way that, you know, after the fact, you know, I, th- I don't think she ever actually wanted it to come out, but I do think now that it's come out, I think she could totally spin it to be like, yeah, I was doing it for fame or like, yeah, I, I thought it would make me because like now she's was- from now she's from Staten Island. Now she's from- we actually find out she's not even from Boston. Right. <laughs> she's actually from Staten Island, but would never want us to know that. Right. But no, I think that she's like definitely on a soul level, sort of an alien from, you know, Aquarian moons are all kind of like Aquarian sun and moons are kind of here from the other planet. They, they can be pretty emotionally cut off or stiff. They don't really care what other people think. They just care that other people think about them. And they care that they're having a, an impact, like a global impact in whatever way. So 
I think this makes perfect sense for her. And I think, you know, she doesn't have Leo in her chart, but I think that Aquarius sun, I mean, that Aquarius moon, she is sort of like the mother for Mm -hmm. all, like, because Aquarius and Leo are opposite of each other, right? So she's, her version of like performance is by popping out a bunch of kids. That's very Aquarius moon. Wow. Love that. And she's, since she's a Capricorn son, I do feel like obviously she is this mother to the nth degree because she's got a million kids and she's always pregnant, but she has a fatherly energy to her, if that makes sense. 100%. She is like the, which, and Capricorn is the daddy sign. She -hmm. is like the spokesperson of the family, even though she's the less famous one. She is constantly like issuing statements about the family. She is like, you know, peacocking around like a proud father, even though she's the mother, you know what I mean? 100%. And Alec, I actually think that they're a great couple. Like, even though they have, so technically their sons are square, meaning that there could be like an ego conflict, but their moons are in beautiful harmony, right? Like when we have two air moons together, you know, he's a Libra moon, she's an Aquarius moon. It's almost like they're plotting either telepathically or just on an intellectual level about how to work both of their cardinal leadership energy. She has no problem being known as the daddy for Baldwin or the, you know, the, she's fine. She doesn't need to be the reason she's famous. She just needs to be famous. And so that square actually plays out really nicely because they do have different, I mean, he is probably not I mean, I also think if I, if I'm looking at her chart correctly, I think part of why she wants to do a podcast with him is because she also wants to show that like, and we're a real family. Like he's not just like so famous out there, you know, fucking around and doing whatever. Like, no, he is a part of this. She wants to be a family for show. I mean, truth be told, she must do 90% of the work in that house aside from just the help that I'm sure that they have, right? Yeah, you cannot exactly. have seven kids and like all of them under five. But he and does look like he, help. he gives me mom energy. Like he, yeah. he gives mom energy. Like he just seems like he silently goes about his work and does what he's supposed to do. And then yeah. is like a, he's he the support to her in a way. So, yeah. okay, Hillary, Hilaria is a feminist icon. Well, it's and like he's good the support together. to her. He's the support to her, but without him- like part of his supporting her is also just staying famous. Right, 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 right. Because that's what she needs. Wow. Well, she found her perfect match. He she found did. his perfect match. They actually so are a match. Come on our podcast, Alec and Hilaria. Would and love to have you. My favorite thing to watch when I'm sad is Alec Baldwin on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. It's the most satisfying tri-state, tri-state energy start to finish it just sounds like you are at a deli in new jersey overhearing two dads oh i gotta watch i gotta watch is he where is he is he he seems more long island than jersey but long island he's long Long island Island, yeah he's he yeah but he's our people him and Jerry Seinfeld, Massapequa. Yeah, Long Island is just Jersey sideways. No different. It's Jersey no different. sideways, and they think Literally. they're better than us because the Hamptons is there. And it's like, the, the fuck? The whole island ain't the Hamptons. And honestly, if you actually want to have a good time, hit the Jersey Shore. Yeah, 100%. And not pay $30 for a right. vodka soda. Right. And you don't have to, like, know that you're going to be in traffic. It is such a farther drive to the Hamptons. There's always traffic. It is, a- And you have to dress up. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, just be a dirtbag. Be in Jersey. Also, the new season of The Bachelor starts tonight. Oh, shit. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. 
we could watch just so that we can speak on it. Oh, maybe I will. Love Island is starting soon too, though. I've never seen Love Island. It's really stupid. Like, it really is stupid. But like- I am stupid. If nothing, I am stupid. It's a good way to hear all the regional accents of the UK. You will hear- (laughs) Well, you know that's what I'm really working on. So that would help me. I'll watch that for my acting purposes. I do think we should watch The Bachelorette because it is clickbait. Is it, so it's a girl with a bunch of boys fighting over her. First of all, that doesn't happen. That's like- That's why they have to manufacture it on television. Right. It's like the the, uh, Bridget Jones edge of reason where she has the baby (laughs) and oh, these two hot age appropriate white collar guys are fighting over who's going to raise this 40 year old woman's baby. Get the fuck out of here. Nice fantasy people. Nice fantasy. That's why it's cinema. Right, like, let me just watch Lord of the Rings. If I uh, let me just get some fire-breathing dragons to make it a little more realistic. And honestly, if you're on a date, Lord of the Rings is much easier to fuck to than any of the Bridget Jones. That is true. That is definitely true. Like the best sex background of all time. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll, I'm going to see if I can access the Bachelorette uh, in the UK. So Emily Ratajkowski uh, posted this photo of herself in a bikini, which is from her bikini line, which I've always said, why would you ever buy a bikini that you saw on Emily Ratajkowski's body first? Count me out. It must literally only go up to size two. It must start in the negatives. Right. I don't even want to remember that Emily Ratajkowski exists when I'm in a bikini. And if you remind me, I will throw my drink on you because that's, that's hateful. But so she posted this picture of her in the bikini. She looks amazing. Uh, she's holding her son, and she is not supporting his head. And everybody's freaking out because she's not supporting his head. My- this reminded me instantly of the Britney Spears with the baby on her lap driving photo. I was immediately jumped back to that moment. Right. So Emrata is a smart lady. She's a student of pop culture as much as she will never admit it. She does visual references to past pop culture icons. She knows what she's doing. She knew this this photo. I'm sure she's supporting the baby's head. I'm sure he's fine. She did this so that she can write a personal essay about it for mm-hmm. New York mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Could and not agree more. And everyone's taking the bait. And then I saw this one person who was like, the problem isn't the way that she is or isn't supporting his head. The problem is what she looks like in a bikini. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's time to touch grass. Even though I just said the same thing, but I'm not actually mad about it. You know what I mean? Well, but also like anybody that's actually mad about it. And what we're saying too is that we're just jealous. Like we don't hate the way she looks in a bikini. We love the way she looks in a bikini. She looks awesome in her bikinis. I mean, her body, the fact that she's even that felt after pushing that big thing out of her uterus is insane. She was so... I want to say though, her whole pregnancy was so chic. She somehow, like, what she's doing, like, blazer open belly shoots, and it's like the belly doesn't even register. She's like, a, a, her, Emily's pregnancy is like, is like a um, signpost for all of us about how to dress post pandemic. Cause we all are pregnancy fat with or without child. And she really actually made it very chic and slim to be pregnancy fat. She did. She did make it chic. I mean, she's an alien. If you are comparing yourself to Emily Ratajkowski with any sort of like real brain cells, like if you're actually doing the math on that, you're, you're already in clown town. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Just can't just 
stick to like Kelly Clarkson, you know, Google what Kelly Clarkson looked like after her baby. And if you're around those parameters, don't beat yourself. Don't beat yourself up ever, but like, don't compare yourself to Emily Ratajkowski. No, no. I mean, she, her, her little job is to stay fit and thin. Right. That's and that's, that's what she's known for. And she is so sexy and feminine that her abs are labia. Her abs look like <laughs> labia. That's hilarious, Molly. Like, none of us are going to reach that level. I am a man compared to that. And Murata has labia abs. You heard it here first. She just radiates sex and femaleness and femininity. She's got giant boobs and 2% body fat. Not even. I wonder if she's actually good in bed, though. Like, I feel like oftentimes these women that just, like, radiate sex, like Kim K, Emirata, I feel like that is different than actually being erotic. Like, I think they radiate sex visually, but I don't know if in bed there actually would ever be, like, in order to have fun in bed, you gotta be down to look ugly and smell bad. You know what I mean? Like, good sex is gross, actually. I know what you mean, but the thing is, Kim K looks erotic, Emrata seems erotic. I feel like Mm. she's got that it factor. She is so comfortable in her skin. She is so confident. I don't think there's a thing you could say. I'm sure she has her off days, but I think in general, there's not a thing you can say to rumple her. I think she really is like real deal, like sex symbol icon, Brigitte Bardot status. I mm-hmm. think, she, I, I do think she is. I do think she is, Emrata. That's great. Yeah. If anybody's had sex with Emrata, please write in. We want to know how it was for you. Yeah. That, we, we won't read it on air. But we're just genuinely curious like just from our little snoopers point yeah i i love her i think she's great and she's really smart she's smart she's doing this to get a personal essay out of it yeah when i saw the picture because that's also the first picture in the shoot and the rest of the shoot is more normal although i will say in her whole insta feed she does look like she hates the baby (laughs) you think so the way she's holding it in every picture actually is really awkward. And her, I mean, maybe it's part of her aesthetic. I don't know if we saw her smile that much before the baby or before the pregnancy, but every picture she's like dowdy, like, mm, like Oh yeah, she wah, never smiles. But that was, so that's just her look. She just looks miserable as part of her thing. Yeah, she does. She doesn't. Are you on her feet though? Look at the one where she's holding that baby like this way. It's like, I don't think that's how you hold the baby either. But she's a mom. She knows how to hold her baby. But I think the fact that in this slideshow, the one that she just posted that people are so upset about, that baby photo where it looks like she's just like the baby's hanging like a potato sack. And that's first for a reason. This is an attention seeking. Then the rest of the pictures she's holding him normally. And I'm sure the baby's fine, right? He's not that young that he, his head's not bobbing backwards. I mean. Exactly. He's fine. She knows what she's doing. She's his mom. Like no one, and anyone who is getting angry about it is just showing how like they actually hate women. I would say. I I agree. It's a defeated internalized misogyny. And I think. Or they're like mad at their mothers. Because they're like, my mother held me wrong. No, you know what it is? They're mad that she looks so hot and she <laughs> has a baby. That's really 100%, what they're mad about. 100%. And they're like, this is what I can couch my anger in. Like, oh, this yeah, but she did that. They, no one knows. She did that on purpose because yeah. they're going to hate her anyway. And right, this will lead to a think piece. This will lead to a think piece. And she disabled comments. And like you said, that photo was first. Like she knew exactly what she was doing. Fair play to you, Emrata. I really like this Versace mermaid top that she wears in her next photo i know I it's very it. cool she's very cool i can't look at her for too long though because again it's it's just not fair 
Yeah, I mean, she is, like, in terms of proportions, just, like, I would be curious, like, her whole life. I mean, she must have just been thin and pretty her whole life. Like, this looks like a metabolism thing. Like, it doesn't even look like she's, like, heavy dieting. It looks like this is just her body type. Right. She also, um, she wrote a, she wrote an essay called Baby Woman or something because that's what her dad used to call her because she developed so early. I guess her family was very, like, open with, you know, not being fucking awkward, like, most families <laughs> like mm-hmm. her dad was like open he openly would be like oh like you have like a woman hits on you yeah like <laughs> not in a creepy way just in like a yeah. like a emotionally mature way and like she wrote yeah. about how her parents felt like they had to like protect her because she was so developed at such a young age and and everything yeah so you know okay, some people, you want to you want to guess her sun and moon i know i already guessed a leo wrong but i think she has a leo in her and I think she has, I think she's got some Aquarius because she, there is a level of galaxy brain to her. She's playing us all like a fiddle right now with this photo. She knows how to do it. She knows, like, she knows that she's so good looking that it pisses people off. She fully mm-hmm. gets it and that doesn't bother her. And she's like accepted that as her thing. 100%. Okay. So first of all, in terms of modalities, like, like earth, air, water, you're nailing it. Okay, so M is a Gemini sun. Actually, her sun is basically exactly on this upcoming eclipse. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for her, what the fallout or what the, you know, this could be the day the article, like the article could come out next week. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Her moon is in Aries, which is part of why she's just like, I mean, it's also because she's fucking gorgeous but she does have that i don't give a fuck attitude and that's because she has an aries moon but she has her venus her mars and her jupiter all conjunct meaning in the exact same place in leo so you're right she has a huge amount of leo in her chart and her saturn is in aquarius so her life's work is basically to work the internet wow love that and Mm -hmm. she's doing it she's doing it well she's too short Mm -hmm. to even really like obviously she's an incredible model but like if it wasn't for her knowing being so savvy with marketing herself on the internet and everything i don't think she would have really had that big of a modeling career because she's short well and the power of the power of gemini is the power of like story and being the other sort of version of the story so her her sun and her mercury are in gemini her moon is in aries so she's like driven to tell us the other side of the story or to be this like like if it, she's the kind of person that if you said you can't to her she'd be like but i can and yeah. watch me she's very motivated by showing us that like it's not the story you think yeah that's cool and that is totally exactly what she's doing and sometimes you know she she did go through a phase where she was like it's feminist to be super hot and it's like well it's also other stuff and like sure right but it but it was also like mm, yeah like yeah you're you're a feminist you are for sure right but like right. it's not just like free to be hot it's not like free the nipples not that important you know so i can it's not I, that important and also being hot is not that like being objectively hot like the way that she's hot is is not that common right it's not like the thing that we're all fighting right right <laughs> We're not, right. like, she we're not all wearing, the, she doesn't need the government stipend for plastic surgery. I'll tell you that. Exactly. She, she's exempt and she doesn't, she, we're not all wearing pussy hats because we're like, we want to be 
in bikinis with our children on Instagram. Like that's not the the whole thing, but I, I like her. I like, she kind of can equivocate on both sides, which obviously mm-hmm. can get Gemini's in a lot of trouble, but it can also make them galaxy brain. So that's cool. hundred percent. Now, just to wrap up. Mary- there is one other thing though, before I just want to say, do we want to touch on Ellie Kemper? I feel like it's yeah. over. Yeah, maybe. She does apologize. She, it was basically the same thing as like the Rachel Corcano. Like I should have known, but I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, th- I'm not that mad at her. I feel like, yeah, she just grew up in this weird fucking creepy Midwestern. I mean, the Midwest is weird. People are weird. Yeah. From the Midwest. I don't, yeah. I assume that everyone I met from the Midwest was the queen of love and comfort or whatever the fuck it was called you know? Right, right. I mean, honestly, people in Connecticut are weird too. So I, I do feel like, yeah, there's just all sorts of like white bread faction pockets all across the United States. And yeah, if there were kids that grew up in that way and made some weird choices because that was the environment that they fit in. And, you know, as we, as we discussed, Friends was also pretty homophobic. So, you know, yeah. hopefully we all evolve into, into a higher loving state and we forgive you, Ellie. LOL. Yeah, we forgive you for being the KKK princess, but we don't forgive you for being rich and going into comedy because that's not fair. Mm-hmm, I agree. That's the real problem here. Let me see your stand up, Ellie. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I will leave that in. Okay, Mayor of Easttown. Okay, what did you think? Okay. Uh, I thought the show was very well done. The writing was really great. The acting was great. Uh, I, I, I did feel, so for people that don't, that don't know, I was born in Delco and I lived there until I was eight years old. Um, the Coco's cheesesteak they talked about, that was my, every Friday, my school had Coco's pizza. Like, wow. I'm from there and my whole family lives there. So I moved to Jersey when I was eight and then I continued to go back to Delco multiple times a year for holidays and everything. And like, I went to like my cousin's school dances with their friends and stuff like that. So like, I, I feel like this, this people may question my Delco authenticity since I did move away when I was eight, but moving away from Delco. It's kind of like, those are years you remember though. It's not like you were like three I was formed. I had a Delco accent when I moved. <laughs> uh, I I knew noticed the huge differences between Delco and the Jersey Shore where I moved. Huge differences, and I. What were the biggest differences? Well, so when I lived in Delco, now this is what I want to talk about with this show. That the big issue for me with this show was like the art direction, the wardrobe, and the beauty styling. That's what bothered me. It was like they were doing poor people drag. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, everybody did look particularly dumpy. Everyone looked like shit. Mm-hmm. No one had makeup on. Mm-hmm. No one had their roots done. I'm sorry. Right. Class women are on top of their hair and makeup. Like, yeah, but I also think, like, what a perfect time for a pandemic theater. You know what I mean? Like, they probably all were looking kind of like this anyway. You know, like they know, but it did look like we all look right now. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's about working class people. And it's like that. Oh, you're saying like working class people actually spend money to look better. Yes. Like, yeah. Working class people aren't walking around like Charlize Theron and Monster. Like working <laughs> class people, give me a fucking Delco bitch to do my makeup before a woman from the Upper East Side any day. Any day. Rich ladies don't know how to do makeup and hair. Because they right. don't do it themselves. Right, that, right. 
that's what pissed me off about this. The one girl, Jess, her mom had scrunched hair and she had a full smoky eye in every scene. I was like, yes, that is it. That's Delco. That is a Delco woman because she takes pride in her appearance. Like people who are working class are not like looking like shit. I'm sorry. It's such an offensive thing to think. And here's the other thing that really cracks me up is like statistically middle America, which is supposed to be what this is kind of a depiction of like, yes, it's Delco, but it's supposed to be like, Ooh, we're HBO. We're the elite network and we're slumming it in middle America. They did the same thing with true detective. It was like in new Orleans, everyone looks like shit in the wrong way because in middle America, everyone's overweight. It's just a fact. It's, it's statistically more likely to be overweight. But these actors, they're dedicated enough to not wear makeup, but they're not dedicated enough to gain the weight. And that's what's so fucking funny to me. Because I'm Well, like, except that what's her name did, Kate did, and they, I read an article where she said that she's, there's a scene where her belly pops out and they yeah. said like, Kate, roll it back. We'll, we'll tuck your belly. And she said, no, Matt would show her belly. Yeah, she really thinks that's impressive. No, she's she already skinnier than most of the population of the world. Yeah. Not just yeah. in middle America, of the world. Like, yeah, for she an actress. Great. She's awesome. Yeah, for an actress, she's not, like, super skinny. But in the grand scheme of things, she is skinnier than that character would be. Yeah. I didn't see a role anywhere. She also said in that interview with Maureen Dowd, oh, uh, my skin was too luminous and they had to fix it in post. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah. You don't want to know about your flawless skin, bitch. Like, you're also, like, come on. You're not... Naomi Campbell, like you're Kate Winslet. Like we know what you look like. We're looking at you. The jig is up. Like we're, we know it's, so it just pissed me off. Cause I'm like, okay, if you really wanted to depict middle America, working class America, everyone would be heavier. Sorry, just a fact. Everyone would have on point makeup. Everyone yeah. would have style. Everyone would not look like this normcore poverty porn that they dressed them in. Like, yeah, it was very like Oxycontin vibes. It was like work boots and like a yeah. camo army jacket. No one wears that. It literally was like a, an art director from the Lower East Side's wet dream of what working class looks like and it had nothing to do with real life i want to yeah. say if you're listening to this podcast and you're from delco molly really sees you and she sees how hard you are working to stay fly she does not think that you are the dump truck that this show made you out to be right people in delco they have style they have an aesthetic they have like i don't care so they all are doing like nail art right like they fucking look good they're putting in effort and the other thing is like the interiors i'm sorry every room had fucking what wall to wall it was all wood, wood paneling wood yeah it was paneling. all wood. i was like roseanne ended 30 years ago <laughs> like that's not the poverty aesthetic anymore that's Maybe. funny how would you have how would you have set dressed poverty in delca like bright basic pinterest wall art mm -hmm. right right yeah because like yeah like ikea are, like like art from ikea yeah or target you know what i mean like it, it would be like live laugh love maybe but it would have style yeah. it would have an aesthetic it wouldn't be this like busted ass 1970s 
throwback. Like I just very seventies. It, it felt like a period piece, but it wasn't. It felt like the the so the showrunner is from Delco, and I would be really interested to hear his thoughts on this because maybe he wants to be on the pod. We're open to you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Maybe he's like, oh, I saw what Stranger Things did. They did, you know, sort of this nostalgia look at being like working class in middle America. But but, this- but 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 Stranger Things took place in the 1980s. Exactly. It is a period. Right. It looks exactly the same in terms of art direction, but right. Stranger Things is a period piece. Right. And this is supposed to be modern day. They all have iPhones and they're the, 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 the Roseanne throw blanket was on one of the couches. <laughs> Literally it was like, okay, maybe this guy grew up in Delco. I don't think he's been back. Right. This is like what his childhood looked like in Delco. Exactly. This yeah, is yeah, what yeah. childhood looked like. This is what almost what my childhood looked like. Like, no, we didn't have wood paneling. We were already past that. But like- I mean, so- the only thing I can say is like, I will say the Kate Winslet storyline, if I remember correctly, they were living with Gene uh, Smart, Helen, I guess, the mom. So maybe, like they were in a grandma's house. So maybe that house- has sort of uh, like ugly wood paneling legs to stand on, but I don't think the others have any excuse. Right. I thought I was being too critical and then I started paying attention and I was like, every single one of these houses has wood paneling. Every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. one. The other thing, that layout of the house rang true to me where you go up the stairs and then into the living room. But um, I thought- the Yeah, grandma- that's a pretty unique thing though. That's very unique. Yeah, I thought the grandma was living with them. Because here's the thing. Right, okay, yeah, maybe. The dad, Kate Winslet's dad was a cop. Kate Winslet's a cop. Police unions are strong in that area. They would have been, Kate Winslet would probably maybe be making six figures, you know? And like, her dad certainly would have made good money too. So it's like this idea that like, you know. They actually would have been like the rich people in town. Right, maybe not the rich people, but like, they wouldn't have been I mean her daughter looked great that's the one person in the show with good highlights was the daughter she looked yeah she looked and she she's beautiful and what's crazy is she's also British no way why do I watch these jobs to British people because honestly they're the best actors no they're not no they're not but here's why no the accents are so impressive to me when they're that's because you're not from delco kate winslet sounded like she was from boston oh my god you didn't i thought she did a great job you didn't think she did a good job see right i'm not from there though so i i was like oh yeah water totally yeah knowing that she's british it was impressive but evan peters nailed it and and evan peters i am so glad evan peters got out of the american horror story ryan murphy bubble actually showed us some of his true colors and he was like oh and delco yeah he was essence of delco like he He reminded me of like the guys that my cousins went to high school with that i would like make out with on the fly (laughs) you know what i mean like he just had that presence like really nice guy funny like just i i he just felt doesn't hate women likes women yeah had a suit on because he takes because this isn't a fucking like we're not this yeah yeah it was the art direction was condescending that's my that was my big takeaway overall great show really liked Mm -hmm. it you know who i fell more in love with than i ever thought possible i think i am such a julianne nicholson stan now i hope that she gets i hope she and and Kate both get nominated for Emmys. For, I think Julianne Nicholson has had such an, you know, she's the one who played the the friend, right, Lori? Yeah, yeah. 
she's like that she's that actor that's in like every movie we've seen her a million times but nobody knows her name nobody knows who she is i thought this was for i thought this was the breakout role for her that will actually put her on the map as like a household name whereas she never has really been she's always been like a a side actor like the friend or but in this case the friend was really the ended up being the the antagonist of the show surprise i mean so so great spoiler alert if you didn't i'm sure if anyone didn't finish it they've already stopped listening by now but spoilers so it turns out the son did it. I thought it was going to be Julianne Nicholson did it, which I thought would have been an even better like moral quandary. That's oh. where I thought it was going in the last episode. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because if that, I mean, in terms of the writing, you know, Molly and I both have degrees in screenwriting. So yeah. we actually know about stuff. Um, do you think, right, that would have been a more interesting moral quandary because what would have Kate, like Kate was, I understand at the end, Kate was a little bit fast to out the sun. And I get where Julian Nicholson's character was like, how could you, like, why don't you just let my husband, I actually feel like as if I were Kate, I probably would have just let the husband take the fall because I would, like, Kate's character should have understood what it means to lose a child. That was the whole thing, though, that, like, right. Kate should have understood what it means to lose a child and understood, the, and I don't think that Julian Nicholson's character, I, I do think that they played it out well, which is like when she found out, we know that in the last episode is when she found out. She didn't know the whole time. She wasn't like, you know, she wasn't being a, you know, anti-justice. She wasn't, what's, what is it called? She wasn't obstructing justice. was not obstructing justice until the very, very end. And I did think that, you know, I think that it comes up a lot though, this, this cop character question of like, where is your allegiance? Like, is your allegiance to just following the law and seeing justice served or can you make those because it seems like especially in government people a lot of people making executive choices to just like subjectively you know what's up with brianda taylor's what's up with brianda taylor's killers guys like what's going on with them like let's get some justice there you know it's like we're not like so pro-justice in this country right so like but i thought the character would have done i thought the character may have actually made the wrong choice here for the sake of her friend but then she didn't well I thought that she should have just let the kid get away with it because yeah like he obviously didn't mean to and now his entire life is going to be ruined and already his life is ruined enough he lost his dad his dad's going to jail and And they set us up with this whole story about how how severely painful it is to lose a son right and how close these two women were so i thought there was going to be and that now redeeming she's got an incest brother that's fucking weird enough like right right, he, right. The the whole whole thing is like ugh. ruined like i don't know i i thought you know that is the right thing to do if you're a cop your mandate is to enforce the law equally but we all know cops don't do that and mm-hmm. how come mayor gets to plant drugs on her son's girlfriend but and not let this little boy who obviously did something in a complete and total accident for the sake of trying to save his family. I mean, what a good kid. I mean, not that you want to be murdering people or getting stealing guns or whatever, but like what yeah. a, that kid was so, and what a gorgeous little kid. I, I, you know, I'm not in the least creepy way possible. I think he's got a big career ahead of him. He's beautiful. And, and I thought so he was like eight. I thought he was like eight years old though. And he was 13. Well, okay, that's what it takes to be an actor. He'll be playing high school students into his 40s then. This kid's got a real shot. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I'm for it. I really like the show. I just thought that they should have had a Delco consultant on hand to make it a little more realistic with the clothing and fashion choices. Because also, and I know if anyone, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Kate Winslet wasn't the only one with no makeup who dressed like shit. There were many other female characters who also had no makeup and dressed like shit. Well, what's her name looked horrible. Yeah, Julianne Nicholson. No, no, I, no. See, I think Julianne Nicholson, even though she wore no makeup, I think she is so beautiful. Like she yeah, has that is. Irish look that's just like, oh, your little button nose, your little freckles. She's just effortless. Oh, like fuck you, Julianne. And I think this is the. I think this will be a career making part for her. So I, I wish nothing but good things for her. I fucking love Julianne Nicholson, but I think that um. And also the daughter, she's British. This was her first like big part, so that's awesome. Great. No, that annoys me. I'm sorry. We give too many parts to British people and they are not returning the favor, let me tell you. And if they why do, do you think favor, we why why do we do that? So I didn't say what no, you're gonna say, but why do we because we're stupid and we think they're smarter than us because they talk pretty. That's it. That's literally That's so it. funny. They are not That's smarter true. than us. I'm here to tell you guys. Talk about Love Island. You want to see how not smarter than us they are? Watch Love Island. Google Love Island girls talk about Brexit. And you will never want to give a movie to a British person again. Also, all the British people who speak all the movie roles are posh. They all go to boarding schools and shit. Because, like, their thing here is all about theater. Like, you have to be classically trained in the theater. Right, West End. So, they're all already rich. Phoebe Waller-Bridge her dad has like offshore bank accounts it's yeah but so phoebe is one of the greats phoebe i cannot wait for phoebe's james bond rendition i think i thought fleabag was one of the greatest thing fleabag like made me want to make television again i was like wow i yeah, remember really why cool. i went to film school oh she's fat and and killing eve was incredible the first season that she wrote she didn't write the other seasons they're not as good she wrote the first season it's incredible yeah. uh i think phoebe's one of the greats but I think she's she's one manifestation of the issue it's like also you know the girl from Star Wars Daisy whatever like they're all like she does nothing for me she does nothing for posh sort of type people and I'm sure the girl who played let me look I'll look up what this girl is Siobhan Mayor of Easttown I love I thought she was great though I thought Siobhan was really good and I thought she was beautiful and when you hear her speak like in the in the interview when she's talking like she's British. Don't again, give I gotta them that accent. much credit. Don't give them that I think much that's credit. That's so hard. I just like I I'm so impressed by by dialect by like dialect changes in actors. But but it is like I want to just say for everyone listening for the casting actors, there are a lot of girls in Delco who are also great actors who are stuck with this accent for life. So maybe we could give them the parts. Exactly. That's what that's all I'm saying. And that is going to be oh so she actually is um. Australian. She's not British. Okay, messed it up. Not from the UK, but Australian, even better. But I am really surprised by that because, oh my God, she was born in 2001. That makes me want to keel over. No, I know. She's like, we're like, we're old, bitch. We're old, well, bitch. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, everything I'm saying is in a nice way. I'm joking around, whatever. British people are fine. Uh, just give me some roles too. Give me a role that's not the American bitch. That's all I'm asking because that's. I the did only think thing. you were excellent in. This is my house. Thank you. It was the role I was born to play, but it really was. You you knocked it out of the park. Let me try on a Scottish accent once in a while. You know what I mean? Like we can do it. Well, too. let's see. I want to hear then more of those from you on the pod. I'm gonna practice my British different variations this week. I would like to hear your Scottish next week. Okay, I'll do Nick's accent as as a sign-off. Oh. Wait, I want to say one thing about Kate Winslet, though. Okay. 
Winslet's chart, her rising, her sun, and her moon are all at the almost, she was born on a new moon rising. So she has her, her rising, her sun, and her moon are all exactly the same in Libra. So like, it really is her life's work to, to play all of us. Hmm. That's nice. Like she's, she is here to embody the people. Well, that's good. She is one yep. of the few uh, British actors who's a household name who did not go to private school. She Okay, I like her for that. She also, when I yeah. was researching, since I started smoking cigarettes now, you know, I'm really like shamed about it, but I also like, I get it. I love it. It's been so fun. She's one of the only actresses in Hollywood left that is a smoker. <laughs> oh my God. Love that. Means a lot to me. Means I definitely love that. All right, Love you know that. what? She can be Delco. She can be Delco. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's sort of the Delco of the UK, if what you're describing is true. Yeah, she is. Uh, I, I've heard that she is actually a working class, grew up working class, which is really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like. Yeah, as long as she's not middle class. Oh, yeah. What is the Delco of the UK? Probably like. Or like the London. I guess the, the Delco like of London. Even, not even Essex. It would be like a suburb of Manchester or Liverpool. Mm. Because, you know, Essex is the New Jersey of the UK. It's okay. Like the suburb of London. That's it's funny. I'm from Essex County, New Jersey. Maybe I really should move there. I know. How funny that it's Essex County. I mean, we just had, this is what happens when you let men colonize. They don't come up with any fun names for oh, anything. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. New York. New Hampshire, Essex, like, come on. And then it's like trees. We got maple. We got elm. We got And all the streets are named after the fucking trees. You couldn't even come up with a street with a good name? Okay. Space Trash Street coming soon. Yeah. Space Trash, Space Trash Avenue. Everyone check out our merch. We have a really fun one coming soon called Real Housewife of Uranus. And I think you guys- Hey, are- you know what I was going to say about that, though? You know, Uranus technically has a ring around it. And housewife, we could make a like a maybe like a ring, but with like a ring, like a wedding ring around. Oh my thought. god! Just a thought. Just a thought. This is why we're Lennon and McCartney. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah, we got. We're pumping out ideas. One of us is the maker, the other is the mind. Oh, but no, really, actually, both. Molly's both, and I'm just like here. To, we're both you know. the mind. I'm more of a Ringo, to be honest. I'm. I like have big Ringo energy, but no, you don't. Either way, either way, we're a great team. We got a band here. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to do Nick's accent. What do I want to say? I'm going to say our sign off. Tell everybody, okay. Tell everybody to buy merch and to leave a review on the podcast and to come to the Munial on Thursday in Nick's accent. Okay. I can only do it if I start by saying babe. Babe. (laughs) 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 That's like your version of Adele's right. Yeah. Babe. Tell them to buy some merch. Tell them to buy the merch on Etsy or Shopify. If they search Space Trash, Space Trash podcast on Etsy. All one word? All one word. Of course it's all one word. Sure you know yourself. (laughs) Rate, rate, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend to listen to the podcast. Tell a friend to listen to the podcast. That second one was way better. Yeah, that listen. That yeah, right. Listen, no, that's very, listen we, to the podcast. Rate and review it. 
<laughs> Patreon is coming soon. That's Scottish. Soon is Scottish, but soon, soon is like Northern Irish. Wait, what is soon in Northern Ireland? Soon. And in Scotland, soon. it's like soon. Soon versus soon. soon. Yeah, like it's coming it's soon. Soon. That's coming Scottish. soon. If coming I was, soon. Patreon. Yeah, if That's I was Braveheart, I'd be like, the Patreon is coming soon. Right, right. Yeah, that's how you know the soon. Yeah, soon. yeah, wow. We got to get on. We got to be watching way more TV from all over the globe so that we can mock the accents just as mediocre as the girls in East Town did. Yes. Love that. Okay. Everyone have a great week. Talk to you all soon. Oh, and oh. come to the Moonyal on Thursday. Come to the Moonyal on Thursday. It's going to be so fun. It's an eclipse. We're going to talk about it. Come to the fucking Munial and you'll get your fortune told. <laughs> Yo, that's really, I, I, if I didn't know any better, I would think Nick was in Braveheart right that here. That was Scottish. That was Scottish. That's what I'm saying. I think that was Nick playing Scottish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was Nick doing Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking witchcraft and it won't be going on in this house. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.